Okay, special episode. Welcome everybody to the Never Late Podcast Father's Day Extravaganza. Father's Day edition. Father's Day. <clears throat> On Father's Day. Yeah, you think um, extravaganza might be a bit extreme? <laughs> I don't know. There's a bit going on in this one. Oh, mate, I'm blown away. Like, this is the most never late podcast that we've ever done in sitting down every night at 8 o'clock to interview someone different five nights in a row. Um, and, yeah, I'm a bit blown away. We've got all kinds of dad stories in amongst that. We've got bloody sons apologising to dads for writing off mum's daily. We've got... Yeah, no, it, it's a ripper, absolute ripper. Like like I said initially, we've got a few dad stories starting to gather around us, so we sort of, you know, toyed, the, toyed with the idea of doing it. I couldn't have expected it to turn out the way it has, so love it. No, it should be, should be good. But um, I suppose we haven't got any tales of our of our own to tell, so uh, have you got anything you want to um, stick, out, stick on before we uh, dive into the other guests? Uh, not really, but you'll find on the tail end of this one me having a chat with me old man in the shed while we're sort of standing there looking at the future of this uh, 65 Corvair. Um, so that's a bit of a revealing one to do the uh, Pappy Moses Never Late Eight. I was sort of happy to spring that on him. I don't know even know whether there were eight qu- questions. I ran without a script. Um, yep. But so that was, and I guess that was a trigger for me too, you know, when you look at people who don't have their dads around to do these things with, well, you know, I'm a bit spoiled that he's still there, that he's still keen, so, you know, I'm just going to throw myself into this car. I think I'd said initially, I don't know who's going to claim this car at the end of this journey, but it better be bloody me, and I was getting a bit worked up about it, but I had put a bit of distance in myself, and I thought, even if that was his car and we're just doing this together to get it on the road and it's something that I kind of love and care about, well, that's probably good enough anyway. Mm. You know, so I've sort of yeah stepped back from yourself a bit through this process and realised that these are cherished moments and they're a bit hard to price. So yep, yeah, uh, and again, like we know, you know, the other catalyst for me was, you know, you're contemplating a few dad thoughts as you're picking up the bike and it's got the ribbon on the back guard in honour of your father as well. Is there anything you want to share with us? You haven't sort of spoken much about your old boy and memories between you and him in this episode. Is there anything you want to bring us, mate? Oh, look, not not really. Um, there's always those stories, but, um, yeah, I guess most people know the bike. <clears throat> the bike's a bit of a tribute to uh, one that Dad had when I was, I don't know, I still don't know, maybe eight or nine. Yeah. Um, 84 VF1000F. Uh, it was his daily commuter to work. Um, he had a lot of bikes, but this one really stuck with me in the memories because I, I used to love going on it. It was one of those bikes. You'd, it was like Dad had a lot of bikes, but this one was probably the loudest. It was probably the quickest. Yep. It's probably the best-looking one that he had that I can remember um, and probably the only one I really went on. Yep. Um, so I used to hassle him, for, take me for rides and that on it and um, one particular memory on it. Um, well, there's probably two memorable ones, but I remember nearly falling off the back when we, when we were um, had some relatives up from Melbourne, um, out past Scarsdale. We just went for a drive, and I, I was on the back of the bike, and he he pulled out on this quiet road, and yep. and pulled up next to the car full of relatives, and I'm on the back waving, and the next minute he's just dropped it back and <laughs> let let the thing rip, and I nearly <laughs> fell off the back. Um, because they go pretty well, these things. Oh, yeah, and then um, 
I can just remember going on the back. Um, I think we were just coming home from my nana's place out to Ross Creek there, and it started raining along uh, Ross Creek Road. Yep. So, of course, he's he's wound it on a bit, and I just remember the rain stinging the legs on the through the jeans. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the bike's a bit of a throwback to that. We, we, lost, we lost him to the old um, pancreatic cancer about three years ago. So, um, obviously gone pretty young, but... Um, probably another memory, um, probably pe- people have seen that gold Tirana, which he sort of yep. was his daily drive and then he handed it down to me when I was about, I don't know, 15 or 16 and we are going to sort of do it up. Anyway, it didn't, didn't come through, but I can still remember yep. that um, at Scarsdale, I was riding back from the from the Scars shop. As it was just used to be the hang. I was just on the – I can't remember if it was on the mountain bike or the BMX, but anyway. Yep. And for some reason, he was following me, and I'm thinking, what's he doing? And anyway, we got to the, like, two corners from home, and he pulled around in front of me, stopped the car, and he said, righto, you drive. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, where are you going to put your bike? He said, I'll ride it. So I drove this gold <laughs> gold Tirana hat <laughs> <laughs> from uh, the corner of, um, I can't remember, Brown's, Brown Scarsdale Road yep. into um, Richards Court. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, very cool. But yeah, but yeah lot, lots of memories, of course, but um, they're the two two big ones that yeah. probably stick in that's relative to the to the um, podcast. Yeah, well, even, you know, when you mentioned three years gone, you know, three years is still pretty fresh in the whole scheme of things. But how have you found it going through this every night and people just chatting about their dads, mate? How have you found it? Yeah, it's been good listening to their stories. Yeah. Um, they, uh, it, yeah, it, it's definitely a, it's definitely a theme there. Um, obviously, car related theme or something like that. There's some kind of theme there, which which is you know what you expect for the group of people we're talking to. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. You know, we tapped in pretty strongly into what makes Bruce Howie Bruce Howie. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. all good. Well, we might sign off and let the episode. What about flow. This, Scotty? Got anything to say? Um, um, actually, yeah. Side side note: talking of your old man, Mister Dennis. Yep. Uh, what do they What do they say? Uh, six degrees of separation. I sold Dennis a, uh, a Ute BT fifty Ute. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I took and I can remember him very well because he used to every time he had it service, he'd come and have a chat, and he you know, obviously like yourself, he's a he's a talker. Yeah. Um, and I only remember because he had a photo up on something about the Nash. Yeah. At at uh, when it was getting something done at Ryan's, and I said, "Who's that bloke in that?" <laughs> And he said it was my dad. I said, "Oh, buddy, sold him car." And I tell you what. And that, at the same time, I was working with Scotty's old man. Yeah. yeah. Well, just yep. a quick sharing a desk almost. Yeah, well, just a quick one on the BT50 because that's probably the 2008 one that he had that he threw me the keys to, which is when I grew our business into two been. two utes on a daily run. So before even knowing you, you know, like. Yeah, and again, oh, Ballarat. barely six degrees in that. Okay, Scotty, time to launch on a Frank story, mate. We should have got Frankie in. He's probably sitting at home doing nothing. Oh, we threatened it. AO even threatened to go around but, and sneak you oh, get some stories behind your back. Oh, but. you should. should have. He wouldn't have much. He wouldn't have much to say. It'd be like listening to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh fuck, cars, cars, and dad. Well, I, you know, always the car salesman for as long as I can remember. Um, he had his own yard at some stage, did. didn't he, Scotty? Yeah. yeah. Frank Frank Wright. Frank Wright car sales. 
Where Avis is now on the oh, Rick's cars on the uh, yeah, corner. Yeah, I know where you are. Um, Norman and, and no. Norman and Dowling. Uh, Howard and Dowling. Dead uh, ends. Oh, dead oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I'm, I'm down opposite buddy. the squash racquetball. Yeah, dead I'm, end there. I'm down at the other high yard. Yeah, you know, but shit, I remember him. I was pretty blessed as a kid because he'd always bring home the cool cars. I mm. do remember one of the early HDT Commodores. Yep. yep. Right, ready, brought that home as a demo. Yep. Driving that at high speeds <laughs> <laughs> up Gear Ave. Yep. yep. Was well, we should, we should mention that, yeah, Frankie uh, w- worked at the local Holden dealer for a while. He was actually at the dealer that Donnie came from, Wise Brothers, for a while. Yep. Yep. He's a... Uh, uh, Two-time employee of Peter Amos. Yeah. Um, Good mate of Peter Amos too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and my old man sort of had a lot more to do with him than I did, but when we had the car yard back in Ballarat as well, used to deal with him a little bit around that, Amos, on wholesale cars and stuff. (laughs) (coughs) The penny drops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, look, Frankie always loved his cars. Um, I mean, I was a baby. There's photos of me um, as a baby with the... GDR XU1. Yep. And I remember fondly the, well, the XB GT sedan was the daily, the family daily. It was mum's daily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dizzy loved that car. He, uh, he he dust it with a feather duster under yeah. the carport all the time. Yeah. And it was always undercover, under a, so under carport and then a cover over that when we weren't using it for any period of time. Yeah. Is that the GT or the Tirana? The GT. Yeah. The Tirana was short-lived. Didn't didn't have he it for very that long. fond of that. He the, the amount of times he I remember talking to him down in the little uh, the little oh well you call it the hut down at the used car yard there at, at Mazda. Yep. <clears throat> the uh, it, it was March seventeen, colour green, mm-hmm. and he apparently he thinks he still knows where it is. Some bloke uh, can't remember where he said he sold it to, but. Um, yeah, I reckon he'd be keen to get that back if he could get his hands on it. <laughs> mm. well, okay. What model was that one? That LJ. Oh, LJ. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you reckon it's like when you when you play your kid a whole heap of really great alternative music that they then decide to be a Justin Bieber fan? Have you were you subjected to too many cool cars? No, as I was kid, subject- so now you don't have an interest in it. I or? was subjected to too much fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have an interest in that freaking game. Yeah, how, how is he travelling at the minute with the way the pies are going? Oh, he'd be a nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. uh, I'll I steer clear of him game day. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of infamous um, times that I actually went to the game with him. Yep. Um, <laughs> Didn't behave himself. <laughs> he got real chirpy with other spectators. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. not ideal. No. <laughs> no. no. Typical um, bloody Collingwood supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you don't get to pick a dad. You can only get to train him maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, all good. Uh, well, mm, let's no, sign off for in Enjoy the next, uh, I can't even remember how many people we've got to talk to. Yeah, no, I think there's another hour of content before we're back Mm. to sign off. And you've half done the edit for me already? Well, I have, yeah. Depends on how good it is. You might want the original files. (laughs) 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 No, very cool. Okay. 
Enjoy the uh, Father's Day special. Okay, welcome to the Never Late Podcast Father's Day episode. Uh, joined in the studio by Brody. Brody Borg, how you going, mate? Good, thanks. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Thank you very much. Ayo, you're there. You're hearing us loud and clear. Yep, coming through, mate. How are you, mate? Yeah. Brody, good to, well, well, virtually meet you, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of interactions on the uh, on the Instagram, but uh, first time chatting. Definitely getting a good big feel for the support, mate. Really appreciate it too, hey. Loving what you blokes are doing, so. Yeah, no, I sort of re- reflected to someone the other day that our demographic runs pretty deep. Like, you know, you think about all the other communities you could be in, but, you know, we've got bloody younger than you attached. We've got 10-year-olds right through to, you know, I'm getting DMs from bloody 75-year-old blokes and we're bloody warming their hearts, you know. It's, it's a good thing, so, no, I really enjoy it. But there's a freaky bloody connection. I've been calling you Moses Buddy Junior. You listen to things I was listening to when I was bloody back your age, you know. You're sharing the stories of, but he just held off on sharing, you know. It's, yeah, it's been a really good buddy connection, I reckon. So Adrian put the call out, or AO did, for the uh, Father's Day contributions to see whether people had a couple of anecdotes they wanted to share, mate. So Go ahead, a couple mate, of... if, you, if you've got a couple of stories or a story to tell about your old man. Yeah, got a couple. I wrote some down because I knew if I didn't, I'd just forget everything. <laughs> Done that. Once, but yeah, um, when I was probably like oh, 10 or 11, I mean, dad used to go hunt, uh, fishing all the time, you know, fishing, camping. One time I went up to a mate's property past Geelong and he goes, All right, jump in the driver's seat. And this is in his, oh, I think it was 1999 Mitsubishi Pajero and he had the trailer on the back of the quad bike. You're joking, aren't you? He goes, No, go on. So we, we switched places and we get going through and like you know you'd think i'd hit something because there's like a million trees everywhere real tight but not nah, going along with the trailer and i go if i hit something your fault not mine but yeah and then um i think later that trip we uh ended up going out on the boat fishing uh, dad wasn't catching nothing and his mate was there he wasn't catching nothing and i think i caught a fish and then he goes <laughs> oh well you must be the fish expert now pick a spot and so i go yeah, right over there. I'll go over there. Yeah. We go there, drop the anchor. And then I ended up catching like 10 fish and they caught, I think, one. <laughs> the, enti- the entire trip. So, and how old were you then? About, what did you say, 10? Yeah, probably about 10 or 11, yeah. <laughs> uh, how old are you, mate? Just to 17. 17. 17. Jeez. Yeah. We were letting my daughter drive me, buddy, ED, um, Fairmont. We went camping at buddy Point Franklin and we're coming down through the dunes and that. And she's sort of, she's she's only a little buddy slip of a thing anyway, but she's sort of trying to pull herself up on the wheel and we're coming down and there's buddy people walking each side of this track. And I reckon she would have only been, she might have been 11 or 12, I reckon, nearly at that stage. And, um, yeah, pretty funny, but these people just looking in shock and we've, Tap the side of the bloody sand dune and the front bumper's half hanging off. I'm like, nah, not your fault, sweetheart. Found a bit of wire and boot tied her up and get moving. Yeah, so, no, you can't hold your kids accountable if they crash the car while you're letting them drive. And she did back, um, yeah, she backed that car into my uh, WBU and smashed a tail light too. 
I gave her the ED and she's yeah, backed it into me old shitty you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And I made me old man jealous when I caught an eel. It was, uh, I reckon I was about 12 or 13, held this eel up on a knife and it was nearly from my shoulder touching the ground. It was that long. Like, no one caught any fish, but I pulled this stupid eel into the boat. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fishing stories as well. Um, yeah, anything else there, mate? You said you had a couple? Oh, I've got stuff written down here. Help if I didn't have horrible handwriting. Um... It's funny, the... Uh... The amount of people that <clears throat> would have been the first time driving a car would have been, you know, when Dad's given them the keys at a at a young age. I wasn't ten, but I was, oh, maybe fourteen or fifteen or something. But yeah, it'd be pretty common, I reckon. Yeah, on the lap up the driveway, mate. It all starts there somewhere, doesn't it? You know, mm. Pull up at the end of the driveway, let you jump on his lap and steer on the way up. <laughs> well, that reminds me. I remember Dad was telling me about. When he was little, he um, his well, they called him Uncle, but he wasn't um his uncle. But they just called him Uncle anyway, and they'd be going up the freeway to like Eildon or you know anywhere up bush. All right, Vince, on me late. Let's go driving down. Yeah. And he just fall asleep. <laughs> Dad just driving. He's probably only eight or nine. <laughs> share on this on this Father's Day episode, mate? Yeah. Um, I want to say, too, like, we're going to probably have to get Brody in for a deeper chat around, but he had to be running through a bit of a Neverlade 8 and get a bit deeper into his life, too, and find out a bit more about what's going on down in Mill Park. thought I might say something about Dad's um, HQ. I know you've probably seen. I'm the, looking the for... green one? Yeah, the yeah. green one, a Panama green. And he, yep. he modified the back window, is that? Yeah, he cut the, oh, what's that panel called? Um, yeah, under the panel, under the back window, he cut it out and extended it. Extended it. I'll send you some photos later, but um, cut that out, extended it, and he had like, because there was bucket seats in his, and he could just, you know, reach back and hide stuff in there. Yeah. And he, he had like a curtain, and um, even when he get pulled over and whatnot, you know, being being a bit cheeky, but um, <laughs> but the you know the coppers have no idea that there's this whole extra part, and no one knew until you actually look at the outside because he had some bit of carpet or something. He said covering it, and it was all uh, velcroed up, so you couldn't even tell. But yeah, he, he's saying about um, so the the motor in it was it was a two fifty three built by my great uncle Rick who owns. I think his business is called Revs Race Engine Vehicle Specialists or something. But um, he the motor in that was built by him, and he also built a 308 for a yellow HQ Monaro that was, I think it was in Street Machine or something at one point. But That's I just the one that, That's the one we're trying to hunt down, trying to find yeah. a feature in that car. Yeah. Yeah, he just sent me running around for it because one minute he's telling me it's HJ, then he's telling me it's HQ and find it. But... um. He was telling me, I think when that one first got built, they were standing at uh, Great Uncle Rick's shop and there were, there were Dad at his ute and the bloke, I think his name was Mark or something, had the Monaro. Yeah. And Great Uncle Rick goes, Vince, race him up to so-and-so road and back. And so, you know, he goes, nah, nah. Yeah, go on, race him. Oh, all right. So 
you know, they both take off down the street, go up to, I can't remember which road it was, but uh, yeah, they, Dad comes back, parks, gets out, lights a smoke, goes to stand back next to Uncle Rick. Then yeah. the Monaro comes down the street. <laughs> but yeah. When you had racing going on, bloody suburban roads here, there, and everywhere back in the day. I was uh, told by one bloke in, um, at, uh, what was that, the Whittlesea Cruise Night in uh, Whittlesea. And um, he was saying, he used to, he, what was it he said? I think he was, he'd started in Whittlesea and he had his Tirana, I think it was a 350 Chevy had in it, you know? Yeah, I think it was a 350. And he'd go from Whittlesea to the pub in South Morang in, I think, about just under five minutes. So he's flying the whole way, but yeah. <laughs> Unreal the stories you can get if you're moving around. And I noticed that for you and your mate uh, who also come under Speedo Media, I don't mind shouting out because you guys seem to be bloody absolutely everywhere right now for a couple of bloody loads that are, you know, yet to be bloody handed a ticket to drive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And everywhere. Hey. Uh, running up to Clayton, and we'd be up in, we're up in Bendigo at one point. So yep. Is it mum or dad driving you around, or you got, you got someone else? Oh, yeah, mum, usually. Busy <laughs> doing whatever, but yeah, running around. Annoying mum. Mum, can you take me? Mum, can you take me there? Yeah. Uh, so but luckily, um, Daniel might be. Uh, get Daniel, the other one that runs the other half of Speedo Media, he might be getting his license on, I think he said Wednesday, actually. Oh, look at uh, that. I'll have to <laughs> find petrol money to pay. <laughs> yeah. When are you up uh, for your uh, license, mate? Pardon? When are you up for your you license? Doing? Well, i got to get my hours up because you have to do 120 hours, but uh, if I... Well, I turned 18 and 12th November, but I think it's booked out until late November, so I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, yeah but somewhere. Be later, later this year, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I reckon we throw an L plates on the Nash, mate, and throw the logbook in the Nash. I reckon we go for a drive and see if we can't get a few extra hours into that book. I reckon that'd be all right. I reckon that'd be pretty bloody good. It's <laughs> 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 provided that service to a couple of people along the way, so yeah, would be more than happy to let you go with that and get a couple of hours up. We can go for a cruise. That's so. It. Yeah, Daniel gets his license head this way, I reckon. Well, we've been talking about heading up to uh, Clunes. Yeah. Max, uh, we, we've already gone, um, uh, what's it called? I think Wildwood. Taking yeah. photos, doing mad Max and all that. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, Clunes is definitely a mecca for buddy the car enthusiast. Got to go for a drive up there. Even Maribyrnong rolled through Clunes the other week to go to Maribyrnong, but made a point of taking the main street in. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, as, mate. No, look, thanks for jumping on, mate. Appreciate it. It's, uh, what, it's a Monday night. People got much better things to do, but um, appreciate you having a chat. Uh, so, yeah. so we seem to be geared towards speech in a bit of a Father's Day moment because, you know, all the stories seem to revolve around dads everywhere. So, you know, it was just good to get be able to collate a few. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thanks, heaps. We'll chat soon. All right, cool. See ya. And here we are for another instalment on our uh, Father's Day celebration. But welcome to the studio, uh, John Smoother. How are you going, mate? I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Yeah, going really well. 
Uh, I think we usually like to start off with a bit of a thank you for sort of uh, maybe reaching across and offering to jump in, jump on board and tell us a couple of tales because I know you and your old man have been kicking it together for a long time, but he, you know, the first time I saw you, you were standing there next to him at the van that's up there in parks. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've, um, yeah, I guess from the moment I was born, was born into the car-obsessed <laughs> family. So, it's um, yeah, there's definitely been some miles along the way. And just to bring uh, AO back into the conversation, you're heading up that way too, pretty shortly, mate, up around where John lives. Yeah, we'll be um, stopping in at Bathurst, I think, yeah, whatever week the, the race is on the Monday, I think Monday and Tuesday before the... the of, a, of race week, so um, yeah, no, it'd be good, it'd be good to um, have a snoop around up there. Wouldn't mind that, I'll be locked back into the daily shuffle. I know, yeah, when we were standing there together up at parks, and I sort of didn't really notice, but until we were talking about your old man's um van parked up there as well that you did a bit of work on together, John. But you know, you've been working on cars together for a lot of years, yeah, we definitely have gone pretty, pretty full circle from you know. Early Holdens right through to well, relatively modern day customising of Holdens. So gone gone from full modified to doing restored stuff to modifying stuff again and everything in between. And playing with a pretty special van right now that um, seems to have everyone smiling too. Yeah, the um got a seventy four GMC long wheelbase G thirty or G thirty five hundred in the in GMCs. Pretty yeah, cool a, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah it was completely unexpected purchase. Um, <laughs> sort of after the van nationals, I got the van bug again, and we had a, a modern-day bloody nuts and bolts engine rattler diesel ute. It just wasn't getting driven, so I thought we'd trade it in for something to put on Club Retro, tow and uh, have a bit of mobile accommodation. Hmm. Good. No, very cool. No, I just walking around the Van Nationals up there, mate, they're a pretty addictive crowd of people too, like their buddy, lovely little community all sitting around on their chairs with their big vans, you know. It was sort of easy to get bloody swept up in it and want one for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess it's uh, it, this is a bit of a special Father's Day episode. Any particular father stories that stick out and come to mind, mate? You wouldn't mind sharing around? Mate, um, I, look... There's probably heaps, but any... any... Oh, there, there is, there is. Um, we're only talking the other day, you know, when I was sort of pre-three years old, um, apparently he used to, you know, blow his mates away by grabbing me as a, you know, a, a two-year-old and pointing at things in his old tunnel ram 253 LJ, uh, LC... Just pointing at things in the engine bay and, you know, say radiator and carby and brake booster and, you know, from from that moment on, yeah, sort of the, the earliest car memory I have is that car backfiring through the, the Predator carbies and catching on fire. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it sort, of, it sort of started the addiction, I guess. Oh, geez, I nearly take that as a final memory. Yeah. <laughs> you, can nearly top, yeah you can nearly tap out on a memory like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's bloody incredible, mate. Just to, again, take you through the education right from the buddy toddler stage. 
That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't picked up much along the way, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and worked kind of professionally, doing other people's cars together in a workshop, done a bit of time like that. He uh he's a oh, I think we went through whatever trade school was back in the eighties as a like a, a front end mechanic. He sort of got out of that and started his own speed parts shop in Wollongong called Smooth Customs and you know, they've, there's been working on other people's cars and that over the years, but mainly, yeah, automotive wholesaling is sort of the yeah. time that I was around with him. So, you know, get picked up from school in a windowless HQ van with a 44 in it and doing, you know, <laughs> afternoon runs up to the Pennzoil bloody warehouse in Sydney and picking up three 44-gallon drums and putting them in the back <laughs> of the van and, you know, doing... <laughs> Workshop drop-offs with a an old buddy, you know, two six five TA as the what you drop the drums off as you roll them off the tailgate. And what's and what's he doing at the moment? Is he got anything that he's playing around with at the moment, your dad? Mate, um, yeah, we, you know, we've um, he's got oh, far too many projects on the go, and seems many of them like <laughs> like I've seemed to inherited his trait of owning too much shit and getting nowhere. I've had a little bit of a look around your palace. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, we um, no, we picked up a a nineteen fifty seven Olds ninety eight earlier this year. Sort of just yeah, doing the the basic maintenance and get it back on the road. But at the same time, I was only on the weekend. I was priming up the fuel tank out of his FB wagon, ready to go back in and plenty on the go yeah. then. Plenty on the go. But he stepped in with the old man into the shed playing around on this Corvair and it's been really sort of interesting, but just, you know, basically whatever it takes to be able to drive it and then address the rest later. But can see a different version of that car in my head all the way, you know, yeah. even while it's yeah. rolling on its buddy rallies, it's meant to be on buddy chrome wires and slammed on the ground and panel painted and, you know, yeah. a it's but at the moment, I'll take cleaning car. I'll take clean and usable in the short term. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to just be standing there beside the old boy and him, buddy, being you know, heading towards seventy-five, it's been yeah, you know, a good time, a couple of good moments, and we're both a bit surprised because not letting the bullshit get in the way, just fucking you know, stepping back and getting it done. It's good down. Stuff. It's um, yeah, no, I'm looking for, looking forward to the updates on that car. I don't can't say I've ever seen one in person. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people are coming at me with, and I can, and I know that I've known this one for buddy thirty years, you know, but otherwise. I know that I swear I've seen them, but you know, you know, I do a lot of bloody kilometres too. So if anyone's going to see one, it's probably this guy out rolling That's... around the bloody roads. But yeah, it's sort of, and it's funny because you know the Nash is bloody rare as anything. There was only ever six of those that came out in '48, and now someone's saying there may only be as as few as twenty across the country. But I don't know. There's got to be more than that. Sorry. Yeah, I've seen. I saw one at. Um... It could have even been that car. It was a white one down at Meredith, that Meredith show that they had on down at um, the Oval. Yeah, yeah. Was that on this a Father's Day? Thing no, or it, was, it was in, um, I would have been six. Well, I, I went down on the Harley and I followed my uncle down in his first bronze Kingswood. So I didn't even have Bonnie's oh. eyes on the bike. So it'd have to be at least six years what? ago. Was it? Was it about November, October, November? There's one on the oval down there. I'm not sure where it comes from. Painted? 
was it raining? I headed down to one that was raining and it was fucking terrible. No, nah, it was, it was a nice. Fucking both drove away, I think. But yeah, it was a nice sunny yeah. day. Yeah, so pretty scarce. But I could probably have a Nash Nationals combined with the Corps of Air Nationals, maybe, and just book out one motel. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a lot of people involved. No, no. I've um, I've got a, a friend trying to uh, secure his. Uh, he had a '52 Nash. Um, don't ask me specifics on him because I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, he, he sold that a few years ago, and I think he's got seller's regret and trying to get it. But um, it was a it was a pretty wild looking car. Yeah, well, I got friends that'll tell you that the less you know about the Nash and a Nash, the better. But you know, that's just everyone taking the piss out of this guy at times. I reckon, but it's all good. But now I'd love to roll it up there for a trip and pick up old mate and fucking drive up to your joint. That'd be a good thing, you know. Yeah, for driving sure. By, driving via Orange and head your way, tunnel rams on it, and bloody, you know, save up a little extra for the fuel. But yeah. Hey, fuel's, fuel's coming yeah, down now, mate. It's all right. Fuel's coming down. Oh, mate, you've been, <laughs> you know, you've been in it. Uh, she'd go right around that track, I reckon. She'd tip in nice. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a policeman that lives on there, I, I, I think. I did see a post the other week. Someone someone just bought a, a XY GT in the, it was a, Police post saying, "Oh, we've just clocked this fella. Well, I don't know how fast he was doing down Conrod, but he, he literally just bought it. It was on a permit, and he was driving a name. Goes, oh, I just wanted to take it for a run. Electric <laughs> <laughs> blue too, wasn't it? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I can remember. I can remember the ad anyway. Um, yeah, no other father stories, John. You got any anything else before we sign off? Oh, mate." Um... You know, there, there, there's definitely plenty there, but um, I think uh, I think one of the wildest stories was heading to one of the Van Nationals, Tony's XU1, of all things, with an E.H. Holden that you couldn't pack the cigarettes under the sills, <laughs> down Jugion, um, the hill near Jugion, and on the way to Aubrey. Going down there, I was sitting on the front seat between mum and dad on the old bench. Yep. <laughs> Put flat to the boards trying to pull this thing out of, you know, going lock to lock down this hill. Got down to the bottom of the hill. There was a an XD Falcon on one side of the road and Caravan on the other side of the road that had disconnected from the the Falcon on fire. And uh, yeah. needless to say, Mum refused to let him tow the car home. Been good chatting to you guys. Yeah, yeah mate, let's appreciate you jumping on and, and um it'll yeah be a good little inclusion. We've got we've got a few people lined up, so I don't we probably won't actually get to talk much on this one, mate, unless we're gonna keep it going for ages. But um we've got a good good couple of legends coming on and having a chat, so it'll be it'll be, be a good little episode. Yeah, look forward to having a listen. And we will yeah. get we'll get you back on for a proper one, eh? More than keen. More than keen. <laughs> Maybe pull the old boy in and slot him on the couch next year and we'll go through a magazine together or something. That'd be pretty sweet too. And no worries at all. Yeah, we've no. got a we've got a couple of months left out of the year, yeah. so we've got we've got our well, we won't mention it, we've got a guest lined up for next month, but we haven't got any for November, December yet, have we? No. No, 
couple of slots coming. I've, can, I've tried to talk Brody Borg into once his buddy mate gets his licence in a couple of weeks, maybe head this week this way and we can do a magazine together because pretty inspired young boys, the old Speedo Media lads. But uh, yeah. hmm. <laughs> Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll, we'll sort out, but we might try and get you in, in before the year's out, mate. All right, sounds good. For a decent, Love it. For a decent yarn, so... And here we go, another instalment in our Father's Day celebrations. But uh, welcome to the studio, uh, Peter, as in Junkified from Instagram. And mate that caught up with me at the fridge swap meet as well. So I'm wearing my fridge buddy hoodie here at the moment, on at that moment. <laughs> How are you going, mate? <laughs> yeah, going yeah, well. Thanks a lot for inviting me on. It's, um, it's a pleasure. I love what you guys are doing. So nice to be a part of it. Oh, that's awesome. No, well, really- firstly, thanks for... Thanks for um contacting us and reaching out to get involved so appreciate it yeah no worries i sort of um don't like talking about myself but i'm happy to spit a bit of shit about my father because he was obviously like a lot of people a bit of a role model and someone who got me into the into i guess the life of tinkering with old shit yeah and um, that's what we're finding you know we're finding those connections to those blokes that we know because the minute they start talking about their dads it all makes a lot more sense you know that the, they and again, it sort of seems to be value-based for me. You know, a lot of old-school values exist in our bloody folks. I guess um, chronologically, my old man started out as a mechanic. He's a mechanic, obviously, but um, in the early days, he was working from home and mainly worked on a lot of Leyland BMC sort of stuff. And sort of, so I don't remember personally, but my mum reckons I was always into everything he was doing, pulling apart customers' cars while he was working on them and... You know, I'd have yeah. a finished car walking there for the customer to pick up and I'd been in and pulled the window winder off it or bloody something <laughs> like that. So he had yeah. his hands full keeping an eye on me. Um, yeah. One of the other ones, um, he had a Austin Kimberley yep. um, parked on the hill in absence of a wheel chock. He's put the block splitter under the front wheel and I've gone up six, seven years old and gone, oh, fuck, it's run over dad's blocks. I pulled the block splitter out, it's rolled down the hill, took the corner out of the house. sounds like a learning moment but yeah no he was um into the british stuff like back then he's not so much now but he was president of the Leyland p76 car club for a number of years and went on to run a a bmc Leyland uh wrecking yard slash workshop in springvale for about 20 years and probably my Favourite childhood memories are going to work with him on a Saturday morning, and I can still smell, you know, the hot dogs we'd have in his Leyland P76 driving to work. He had a, a cream Leyland P76 Super V8 four-speed, and he used to belt the piss out of it. <laughs> and I remember going to work with him in yeah. the mornings, and the hot dog on the way, and I'd spend the whole day he'd be in doing his thing, and I'd be out in the wrecking yard climbing up piles of minis and Austin 1800s and Tasmans and P76s, and just running amok and like. Yeah, it just brings back the happiest childhood memories. And based on that, I've got a little mini sitting there that I'll get onto one day. I'm slowly putting parts together for it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. No, a big fan of the little bricks, mate, for sure. You know, they got it wrong, I reckon, with the update on the mini, because, yeah, those little minis there, you know, with a decent bloody motor and, you know, a couple of you know, twin SUs and away you go. They were a bloody great little ride. Yeah, so, it's not hard to feel like you're going fast two inches off the ground. Yeah. That's it. And the and the European, especially the UK shit, was everywhere. You know, Vauxhalls and bloody Austins, and you know that's what our whole society was pumping with. It wasn't pumping with bloody Camaros and you know Chevy Chevelles and stuff. You know, it took a long time for us to get those cars because mm. 
I suppose, you know, we had a lot of, you know, a lot of UK stuff landed here and, you know, lended itself to a bit of cool. So People, yeah, people yeah. kind of forget how how much um, influence you know, the British autos had, you know, even in, in the in the way of Cortinas and and all that sort of stuff from Ford. Like even Ford now is still bringing in a lot of UK-based, you know, most of the stuff is UK-based cars. So that's that's been going on forever and, I, I think a lot of people forget that. I naively watched a video the other day on the UK and was surprised to see the size of their hot rod and their custom scene, you know, like it's off its head, you know, but it looks like other than the number plates, you'd swear you were looking at a show mm. in the U or you were looking at Grease Fest or, you know, and that, clearly that culture exists over there too. And I was, you know, as I say, I was a bit naive to expect that it wouldn't be the same, but a couple of the Morris miners there that were chopped and laid out, you know, they were tough as, you know, some of the little Morris miners that were at that show. But, yeah, these guys are just wandering with a fish-eyed bloody lens camera and really co he's covering a heap of ground and it's just, yeah, like chopped or like any of our festivals, you know, killer stuff. Sports and their flatheads and all a bit of everything, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, probably still that influence from the US that influenced us. That therefore, you know, influences across the globe. You know, you'd find those bloody pockets in Norway too if you looked hard enough. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. um, what, so what's what's the old man doing now? Is he still tinkering around with cars and stuff? Or yeah, so he, um, I suppose, building from that, he. Um, sort of got out of the business and he always had a thing for the Yank stuff. So he slowly built up a 58 DeSoto fire sweep, one of 150 brought over here as our right-hand drive back in the day. And he done it red and white, like the Christine. It was in a magazine. I'll, I'll drag up some photos and flick them to you. Yep. But, oh, um, and he got out of the British thing. I think he'd had his fill of oil leaks and electrical <laughs> problems yeah. and um, built this thing up and done the show circuit for a while. And it was time to knuckle down and move house and extended, extend a house um, a yeah. couple more little systems come along, and that went on the market. But he he always knew I wanted a, a, a mini for me first car, and he tried to steer me steer me away from it. So about <laughs> nine six, bought me a VT Valiant Regal, which would be my first car, and I started tinkering around with it. I ended up getting interested in chargers and bought a charger. But we still have that. Oh, VC. as you would. Yeah. So he bought me that VC, and then said, you know, you want to build it, you're going to need a job. So at age 13, he got me a job over the fence at a mechanic shop. So I'd go there after school and work till all hours of the night for a couple of bucks an hour, and I'd tinker around with his VC. A couple of years later, I got my licence. Probably two years after getting my licence, I was driving the old lady's P76. Um, yep. One of my mates on board, and like a dickhead, I was fishtailing up one on the back road, <laughs> two minutes from home, looped it sideways, ran into a bank, wiped the whole front off the thing, and the worst part was at that point in time, the old man was doing accident towing. <laughs> so I had to do the walk of shame home, about, I don't know, 6K, walk home, and had him between yeah. my legs and said, Dad, I've got to come pick up Mum's car. <laughs> and um, I always get a bit of PTSD going past Alvian Road in Warrialic, which is where it happened. And I was sitting in the hook truck with him, and I can feel him getting more and more pissed off. It was a buddy <laughs> F350 with a hook truck with a 460 in it. And yeah. you get the gear change faster and tighter as he's following all my tracks up and down this road. <laughs> and like um, <laughs> <laughs> The one that colour in the yard that got a new set of number plates that night, but uh, I probably still owe the old man a P76 if I can find one. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a couple of moments. 
Yeah, I had a couple of similar moments with my old man, but one was my HG. And kind of through no fault of mine, my HG GDS had to go off the road to avoid someone parked stationary in the middle of the road and went through three fences and down there to take me virtually through the creek to try and get me car. It was too deep in the paddock. Like, that's how well we were going. But um, yeah. And had to meet the old man there. And that night, I was... I was over the 186S and the Trimatic. I needed something else for myself to drive. And the old man, we got back there and there was a HT Monaro there, red. I remember it well, but the guy must have loved Fords because it had 12 slotters and a shaker on it. But it was yep. 307, but it was 307 and manual. And he said, we were yep. just wanting you to get home with the trade in. So I missed the moment. <laughs> yep. But probably could have got anyone to help me, but called, called the old man in that moment. And the other yep. one was the brand-new diesel BT50U that I put Vortex Premium instead of Vortex Diesel into and drove it from uh, Ararat to Beaufort. Mind you, it was, it was early hours of the morning. I was meant to be working on the Monday. I'd had bloody three bands playing in Adelaide and the the shit, yeah, the whole weekend had turned to shit and I just yep. put the wrong fuel in and killed me bloody work you. And he had to pick me up because he was driving a tilt tray at the time. But yeah, again, he'll, yeah, they come for you in those moments too. So you know, yeah. we're shouting out dads, and I suppose oh. yeah, step up. I mean, I could tell he was fucking raging, but <laughs> no, just said, "Well, we shouldn't have done that, should you?" And he was very gentle about it, and he, he could tell I knew I'd done the wrong thing, and he probably knew from the way he brought me up that I was probably harder on myself than he was going to be on me. But See, definitely a moment and um as i said yeah shout out because um he uh did well to handle himself the way he did and um yeah and if he if he gets to hear this sorry dad <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find a p76 <laughs> yeah probably a hard thing to I do am, now but... there wouldn't be many around i can't remember the last time i saw one so there's, there's one there's one in ballarat that gets around the coffee and cars and it's always got the big 44 gallon drum in the boot but i don't i can't remember the last time i saw that yeah, the yep. blue one. The blue one. It's a Targa Fiori, whatever they are. Um, and then he's actually got, yeah, he's got a '50s Dodge sedan as well. He's a lovely bloke, actually. The guy's got that one. He's out around Smithsdale, Snake Valley. But yeah, it's a beauty. But I often I can't talk about P76s without remembering the mate's 180B Triple S with the 4.4 in it and the five-speed his rally car. And out yep. the bush, 140 mile an hour sideways, airborne turning corners. I was yet to see. Yeah, that yep. was mayhem and madness. So those little 4.4s pull all right. <laughs> they, can get, they can get a load into trouble. A few people, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty popular. I remember that that um, Blue Alex Serrano had the Leyland V8 in it, I'm pretty sure, didn't it? The Pro Street thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. The Mark's still getting around too. <clears throat> you compare them to their contemporaries in 73, like Factory disc brakes, factory struts, four-length rear, bloody concealed wipers. And the more you look at them, if you, if you know them inside and out, there's, there's, they're all years ahead of their mm. time. They were pretty, yeah. they were, pretty cool car. But, like a, a mate of mine back in, in the day, his sister's boyfriend had one, like had fat 12 slotters on it and it's dark blue and it, it looked fantastic. And uh, like he dropped us off at parties and that a, a few times and it, it was just cool. It was cool, but you saw them. You know, they were they were pretty common, even back like this is you know early nineties. So they were still pretty yeah. common then. But no, oh, well we better we better put this call out for for a Leyland for Father's Day, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely. 
going to say, too, like, even the Chryslers of the era were, like, hugely appointed. You know, you look at the Holden and the Ford variants are the same, and they were pieces of shit. Like, they barely added nothing, but, you know, you could be yeah. plush, but you see L and CM Chryslers and stuff. But, yeah, you look at your Leyland P76s, and the P76, I suppose, has got more, like, even of a muscular edge if you stand back and squint, you know. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know, it's good. They go all right. <laughs> no, we love we love we love different at the Never Late podcast, and this bloke can't criticise anyone as long as he's got his hands on a Corvair, and they reckon there might be as few as twenty of them in the country, and a forty-eight Nash that was one of six. So you know, like the rarer the better for this guy. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, I've got to keep it interesting, mate. That's yeah, it. you don't try. You don't have to try as hard either if you have got something no one else has got. You know, I mean, you've already yeah. got your point of difference. You know, I've yeah, often yeah. said that. Spend 200, 200 grand on a 57 Chev to get someone across the car park to have a look. But AA's yep. probably only turned up with this one to prove me wrong there because that's a beautiful looking car and it wouldn't know any, wouldn't know any 200k. No, well, it, <laughs> no, it is a wagon, so it's, that's its point of difference. I know a past owner might be, might be nearly regretting the fact that he moved that one along the more he's got to look at it. <laughs> Shout out to Dave, he's watching. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we probably uh, should let you go, mate. But if, unless you got any other stories to tell, quickly. Or? Well, no, there's bulk of them. But no, just um, I guess, yeah. Shout out to the old man. Uh, yeah. Taught me to use hands and have a go at things, and um, probably still I'm 39 years old, and he's still my sounding board every now and then when I'm not sure about something. So, you know, yeah. we all look up to our old man, and um, I'm fortunate to have the one I've got, and I'm sure, I'm sure he knows it. But um, yeah. No, yeah, well, I've, I've recorded a piece with my old man reflected on his history and I've asked him for words of wisdom and lo and behold, he's dropped in and recommended I go and do a mechanical aptitude test at SMB in Ballarat. Like, that's, that's pretty scathing. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know where you stand, mate. I sent him an email today, something good might come out of that, you know, like it again, probably just to be around a few people doing a few different, you know, tackling a few different issues, you know, it's just a confidence boost to tackle your own shit by yourself. So I oh, might as well get won't hurt to go and check in. <laughs> and apparently it's free. So, you know, it'd be worse places to be. So <laughs> Uh, thanks Eves, for joining us, Peter. Really appreciate it. And um yeah, we're gonna say too, the moon and bell. Um Car, car show, cars and coffee. Patina um, Breakdown, going to be Moon and Bell Recreation Reserve, uh, November 18 to 20, organised by the boys up at Horsham. There's a, there is a Facebook page for it. Yep. Yeah, um, another yeah. Added to that yeah. last night, but um, I think Donnie would probably be more suited to that one than the chef. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> You can roll with me, man. We can lend patina to other people that are up there that are concerned. You know, enough patina to spread around on that Nash. <laughs> no, it'd definitely be great to catch up with you up there for sure. And I know another contributor to this episode, Barney, um, is pretty heavily attached to that one up there. So that'd be yeah, definitely on my on my list of things to do. From what I hear, the VG Valley contingent's going to be quite strong. Yeah, no, there you go. Well, I sold one for a hundred. Oh, I bought one for a hundred, and I might have got two hundred and fifty bucks for it. But I bought it with a day's rego. We cut the exhaust off, took it rallying out the back roads, and for some reason, I didn't think I needed it, and sold it for two fifty. But yeah, it's probably one of them regretful sales for this guy. Probably time to do another Never Late Eight with me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thanks, don't worry. Thanks again. Yeah, cheers, thanks, mate. Again. Welcome aboard again. Another um, 
Father's Day chat. This time we've got Tim Barnett coming from us live up. Uh, where are you from again? Horsham, mate. Horsham. Horsham. Yeah, you don't have to say one wonder. One wonder, <laughs> Horsham. Near enough. <laughs> Near enough. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Well, we did miss you a couple of weeks. Week. We we missed you a couple of weeks ago. You were meant to be down here in the studio with us. Yeah, yeah. I decided to go and have the spicy flu instead, didn't I? The old, uh, yeah, the old bat flu. Yeah, it's doing the rounds, eh? Yeah, it wasn't so bad. I, I, if it was just a normal, uh, a normal cold, I, I might have had a couple of days off. Other than that, I, I didn't feel too bad. So I was pretty lucky. It was pretty mild. No, it's all right. Yeah, it's even, everyone gets hit a bit differently. I think you know, everyone gets bloody, bloody symptoms. Yeah. It's also a bit hard to tell. So I did the selfless thing, you know, to try and um, keep COVID out of the house because I didn't want everyone else getting it. So I had no choice. I just had to come down the shed all day. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, no. People listening in on this Father's Day episode, we do have a video running in the background and I can see that you're sitting in that lovely uh, valley into yours, mate. So Yeah, the, 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 mobile, uh, the mobile studio, mate, just like uh, Nashner. Nashner. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's become... Sure, and name and the, the, uh, the wagon, A.O. Uh, the young fellas called it Big Blue. Yeah, so I can't think of anything else, so we'll just... We'll just uh, we'll just run with that, I think. Big blue. We were talking about just calling it bluey and getting you know a little sticker of bluey on the back window or something, but <laughs> big big blues, all right. Yeah, and I love the current decals. It probably doesn't need any added. I like the DJ Automotive on there. I like to see our Never Late stickers on that car because you know again that brings you back, Barney. You designed our logo and it's supported proudly on both of our vehicles. So yeah. Among other related stickers that I've got on board, but yeah, the listeners to our podcast will remember the first time Moses went roaming was uh, you and Clarky in the shed, and uh, man forgot yeah. to hit record, and we had to do it twice. And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully we got Ao sitting in the uh, home studio controlling the red button, so yeah, it's, it should it's be all- definitely yeah. recording. Uh, all good. Anyway, you got a couple of tales to tell about uh, your old man, mate. You wanted to get on board. Yeah, my old man, uh, he's not around anymore. Um, he passed away about five years ago, coming up six, um, after a bit of a, a battle with uh, with Alzheimer's. Um, so um, it's always good to reminisce about the old man and um, just think about some of the some of the things that we used to get up to and whatnot. So uh, so thanks for the opportunity for that. Um, I always always used to consider their was a bit of a yin yang thing going on with me and the old man. He was uh, he was a purist uh, for, for the most part, and um, and I was I was a bit the other way. I'd have the street machine posters on the wall and all that sort of stuff. So um, I can appreciate a uh, a full resto, whereas he sort of had to learn to uh, to appreciate some of the stuff that I wanted to drag him over and show him at car shows. So. Uh, um, so yeah, that that was always interesting. We always had a um, always had a, a a good healthy respect either way, I guess you'd say. Um, as a kid, I always used to build uh, I don't know how many of those monogram car models I built, and you'd buy the old uh, like the Tri Five Chevs, and um, they, they like the- two, two build options. You could yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Or you <laughs> could put the you could raise the arse end with those little raised blocks on the yeah. leaf spring. 
and you can put the letterbox scoop on it and you can put the velocity stacks and all that shit, the flames. Yeah. Um, guess which way? I'd always... <laughs> yeah, that um, was you. Right there, that was you or your dad. It was uh, cut down as clean as one of those Revel bloody model kits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I remember the first kit that we uh, that we ever built. Um, Dad Dad was always a bit of a, a, a purist <laughs> with uh, anything that he did. Like he put a hundred percent. He was good with his hands. He did like a bit of woodworking, working on the car, whatever. Um, he was a perfectionist, mate, like through and through. And uh, this first car model that we made, he's trying to let me do it, and I could tell it was causing him pain. <laughs> I'm bringing with glue right across the windscreen trying to fit it. And he was like, yeah, I, I tested him that day. <laughs> but, um, one of his favourite sayings once I got to car driving age uh, is uh, he'd always, I'd change something and he'd say, oh, you're getting further away from original. And I'd say, that's the plan. <laughs> It was funny, I'd, I'd, I'd announced that I was going to um, change something on the car, I was going to do this, I was going to do that, I was going to put some black wide steelies on the old uh, Mark One Cortina that I had, um, and he'd go, oh, you're getting further away from original. I'd finish it, come out, he'd take one look and he'd go, that's not bad. <laughs> he'd come around. A couple of lessons from Dad, I actually wrote, wrote down a couple of lessons. One was, uh, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Yeah. Um, don't be lazy. And uh, I always thought it was funny after the – I'd go and visit him in the home when he had Alzheimer's. You know, for the most part, he's he's just not there. It wasn't Dad. But one day he'd, he'd get restless because he always had to be doing something. He'd get restless and he'd just sort of wander the halls and I'd just go with him and, um, you know, try and make a conversation. But there yeah. was one day um, – we're walking past one of the other rooms, and Dad's um, lent in in through their um, in through their door, and there's someone there just laid out, fast asleep, two o'clock in the afternoon, and he's he's looked over at me, and he's done the done the old double thumb point at him, and looks over at me, and rolls his eyes, and goes, "God," you know, <laughs> and it was just hilarious because you know Dad's still there, like, um, oh, geez, I laughed. Um, the first yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's still little glimmers there that, that would come through. Um, yeah. Dad, Dad was always up for a joke, and the the, the best times were when uh, when he was shitty as a bear at me, and I'd be trying to wind him up, and he just he just crack up laughing. Yeah, um, yeah. And you'd have to just you know, make it a choice for the laugh. Yeah, he's trying to do grumpy dad, but um, <laughs> I'll I'll give you one story. Um, when we were out in the shed and we were working on one of the old Cortinas, because Dad was into Mark One Cortinas, and um, we were there working away. And I've grabbed this um, grey rag on the bench because uh, we were about to stop and go and have some lunch. Grabbed this grey rag, wiped all the grease off my hands, and Dad seen me from across the other side of the car, and he goes, oh, are we allowed to swear on this, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We got the box. <laughs> Dad's seen me wipe my hands on this grey rag. He goes, "Did you just wipe your hands on that?" And I've gone, "Yeah." And he goes, "That's my fucking jumper." <laughs> and my mate that was there helping as well, he's he's caught the whole thing going on, and he's just walked around. The the boot lid was open. He's walked around to the back of the car, and I can see he's just stifling this laugh. And um, Dad's going, that's my fucking jumper, you fucking bastard. You fucking jumper, you fucking idiot. And my mate's just losing it. 
and Dad's caught him around the back of the car and he's walked around and he goes, what are you fucking laughing at, Paul? <laughs> just him hell. He's got tears streaming down his face, trying not to laugh. And Dad's just like, he's, he's, he's just started laughing himself. Um, but it was the funniest fucking thing. And to this day, we'll still say, that's my fucking jump. And we'll just, we'll just lose it. <laughs> that's Dad's last, lasting thing for us. That's, that's just become our little in-joke. No one yeah. else knows what we're laughing about, but um, yeah, that was dad. Even even when wildly wound up, you could still see the funny side of something. So, uh, not yeah. sure whether it says any anything good about his uh, taste in in fashion if you're using his jumper as a rag. <laughs> <laughs> we're just all bunched up on the corner of the uh, on the corner of the bench, and I was just, <laughs> just grabbed it for a rag and wiped grease all over. He wasn't yeah. impressed. <laughs> and, and it's funny too, like the way you're saying you could take him right to the edge, but then in the end he'd have, he'd have no choice but to laugh. But we've found across a few of those chats that dads are just stepping up, like beyond themselves and what they think in the moment. They're just there when they need to be there. You know, you, you yeah, make yeah. a big fucking blue, five o'clock in the fucking morning, need someone to come to your rescue and it's your old man and it's probably... Right. Yeah. in your most shameful fucking position you've ever been and they'll just, yeah, they'll front up and they'll drag you out, you know. Faces, yeah. 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 So that's no, come across really well, sort of a couple of stories we've had. So. Uh, look, I'm looking forward to listening to all the other stories and no doubt when I start listening to them, I'll, uh, I'll start it'll, it'll jerry some memories for myself as well. So thanks for doing yeah. it. Yeah, and again, for that tirade that came down just before with all those F-bombs, you know, Barney's Autocraft on Instagram. I've got a bit of a cranky Barney. line here. Look him up if you've got any complaints, but no, I've got <laughs> nobody with those bloody F-bombs. I dropped a few in here with Scott Kenny, for sure. Any other stories, mate? Anything else that springs to mind? Because, you know, we were talking, I remember in your Never Late Eight, a bit of a regretful sale around the little car that he gave you and uh, you'd moved along, but, you know, sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that one stung him a little bit. He had um, he had some quite good cars in his uh, in his earlier days um, and uh, he's like pulling out the old slides and that and just having a look. He had, a, he had an XP coupe. It was probably the best thing he ever owned. Um, but, yeah, he had a couple of HKs. He had a HKU, a HK sedan. Yeah. Um, he always he always seemed to run. Uh, he liked the the wide steelies, so he seemed yeah. to always run those on his on his cars, and that's sort of why I did that on the uh, on the Valiant as well mm. as a bit of a bit of a nod to the old man. He always just ran wide steelies and hubcaps. Well, it's, um, a, cla- it's a classic look, really. It, yeah. it really, do- really doesn't go out of fashion. And it was funny that um, <laughs> after after all this shit that he gave me for, you know, modifying cars and stuff, and I'm not talking about pulling out an angle grinder and anything, I'm just talking about bloody wheels and lowering it and that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. found out later that um, he had, a, he had a, a little Morris back in the day that he decided he'd respray black, cut the roof off of it, <laughs> make a convertible out of it, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you go, hang on. <laughs> You're getting a bit away from stock there. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he was a lot cooler when he was younger. I reckon. <laughs> In the buddy closet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny when I spoke to my dad, but it's coming up on the end of this. But um, regretful sales, you know, and. Um, 
or basically, you know, and he reckons the HJ that we had is when I was a kid, green HJ, GDS, just 253 T-bar, nobody, you know, no dovetail on the boot lid, just a clean car and, you know, the old man, so that's the one. But, you know, the A9X probably too, but he didn't have it long enough to, but he reckons just that HJ he really enjoyed. And I did too at the time, you know, 253 T-bar and mum couldn't steer it. But, yeah, so, no, it's interesting the things that your dads reflect upon too, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's certainly a lot of stories that uh, that come out that his mates told me after he'd passed away, uh, <laughs> nicking his old man's car and rallying it down <laughs> along the river and filling it full of mud and then spending the next three hours cleaning it up before he got home from work and all this sort of stuff. He did a really good job of making himself look squeaky clean while I was going through those teenage years, I tell you. I thought he was a saint. <laughs> well, this, this guy's never done any wrong, but, uh, yeah, the story's come out later. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I guess his heart was in the right place, you know, probably saw those little blues that he'd made back in the day and went, you know, didn't want to see you do the same things if he was down on himself for him, but, but yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, highly good. Music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, my old man, and he's got a larrikin streak that he probably, you know, well and truly masks. You know, I'm sort of being open and honest about my crazy hooliganism. My young bloke's 14, and I can see the uh, the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree on that one. He's, uh, I'm, I'll be on <laughs> <up here. laughs> uh, It's pretty good. I was, I was only reflecting the other day, and now uh, we've got everyone from buddy, you know, 10-year-old kids listening to our podcast through to 75-year-old gentlemen. So clearly, you know, there's probably at some point we've got three generations all tuning into what, we, what we're doing. So yeah, happy Father's Day to anyone that's listening to this episode today who is thus way aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, thanks, Tim. And again, big, bigger conversations coming up too, Tim. We'll have to have a catch-up and a lengthier one about your life and talk about the Val in depth. So, yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah we'll fun. get you. We'll get you back on for an episode, proper episode, since you missed out in the last one. Yeah, I'll come for a cruise over. Yeah, love yeah, it. Right, Thanks, mate. Okay, here we are, next instalment into our Father's Day extravaganza, and I'm a little overwhelmed, but definitely very excited to welcome to the studio the legend that is uh, Mr. Bruce Howie. Welcome to the studio, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. It's Lovely probably, to see um, and hear you again. Probably a bit over a year ago since we actually had you on, I reckon. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, it was wasn't long after you got um, kicked off with the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did our mag do and announced you as our raving reporter? Uh, you know, look at keeping eyes, <laughs> keeping eyes out in the outback. Yeah, which hasn't happened yet, but um, oh, you've been I've getting got... some pretty cool pictures in street machine, mate. The old wrecks and bombs around the place. Yeah, see a rusty humpy in the see a rusty humpy in the latest one. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's some, uh, yeah. There's certainly some interesting sights around bush. That's for sure. <laughs> More ways than one. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I kind of put you on the fly the other day and just said, you know, did you want to jump in and be a part of this episode with us? Because, you know, like the goes and buys that bloody ute up at the high school and carries it all these years, you know, clearly, you know, he's had a few stories involving his old man around the time too. So you got any anecdotes you want to sort of relay on our uh, listeners, Bruce, about your dad? Look, dad Dad was very influential in actually getting that ute if I... If I, um, yeah, if he wasn't around, it wouldn't have happened. He 
organised a trailer. He come and helped me pick it up. We actually drove it on because he knew what he was doing in terms of because it had a. I think we had to pull the battery out of the tow car to get the thing going, and then he knew that he could pull the battery out while it was running because our generator, and yeah. um, and yeah, put it back in the tow car. So anyway, yeah. But Dad was he's an electrician by trade, but he was also a decided quite young to become a church minister. So that involved us travelling all over the east coast anyway of Australia um, as we were growing up. So there's a lot of car stuff that that involved that. But also he he has a he has a, a quite a large fondness for um, Vespa motorcycles and uh, Renault cars which didn't rub off on me. <laughs> One of the earliest memories was us when my sister and I bounced around the back of it. I think it was an XK delivery panel van, Falcon, whatever, um, on the way to Sydney. And mum tells a story coming back from Sydney up the Moonby Range, just the thing cut out in the middle of the dark. And, and back then it was only single lane road. And, uh, yeah, Dad's out trying to fix a thing so he could get back to Brisbane. Friends <laughs> <laughs> weren't going to get it moving. Had to do a few repairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was the beauty of him. He, he could put his hand to anything and use what he had, and that's something that we sort of, well, I sort of picked up early on, you know, just use what you got and have a go. Like, he, he loves his cups of tea, so he would, um, he had... A Burko, which is a, a like a 240 volt um, a water boiler thingy, mm. so he yep. somehow rigged that up off an inverter so that Mum could be making him cups of tea for the long drives, you know. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the early Falcon with the glove box that folded down, you could actually sit the cups there on the glove mm. box lid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Donny had the little um, in, indents for for cups. Uh, yeah. I reckon so, the chef's got them too. Yeah, I reckon I've got visions of Homer Simpson with his little bloody toaster oven and a little fryer going and stuff in the front of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he was, he's always been a revhead. Just, yeah, anything with wheels, he could, uh, he, he never really was into building a car as such. He was just, he just enjoyed driving and any opportunity to go sideways was, you know, <laughs> whether it was dirt or wet road, you know, he was always good on that. He, highlight, he, he told me or told us kids when we were younger that um, the highlight, one of the highlights for him was he had a, when he was an apprentice electrician, he had to go out to Lakeside Raceway out of Brisbane there and um, the the tradesman said, I'd oh, drive, and it was a combi van, a VW combi van, combi van and the yeah. tradesman said, I need the, the van up here, can you drive it up here? And it was only a you know, 50 metres up the track, but he decided to do a full lap to go, to, to do, instead of going back the other way, he decided to do a full lap in the combi van so he could say he'd driven around Lakeside. Bloody <laughs> uh, ripper. Yeah, hey, it was wasn't a combi. Yeah, 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 that's right. Revheads and rebel and rebellions in the jeans, mate. Well, you know, would you run bloody 10.30 and the ute broke out and had to bloody stand, stand down? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's a, if you're going to go out, that's the way to do it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
absolutely. I was kind of yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't as much disappointed as I was stoked to see the number. Oh yeah, likewise. Couldn't wipe the smile off my face. But uh, <laughs> we've got a few more plans lined up, so hopefully we can go a bit faster in the near future. But anyway, that's story for another day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, getting back at Dad, he's he's always been a a real positive influence in that way, you know, just having a go at anything and, and being a single income family, he just made anything work for us. And, you know, we, he made us a little go-kart out of next to nothing and, and bought us cheap motorcycles to learn how to ride on, that sort of stuff. Yeah, as, as I suppose that's what, what dads do. And one of the highlights for me was when I was at high school um, for a, an assignment uh, I can't remember what the, the assignment was, but it was about either four-stroke or two-stroke engines. And so I pestered him, and what we ended up doing was getting an old Victor two-stroke um, mower engine. And I said to him, I'd like to use this as part of the display. And he said, oh, okay, well, how about we pull the head off, pull the barrel off, or not the head, so to speak, because two-stroke, pull the barrel off, whipped out the old circular saw and sliced it down the side so we could still put it back on and still turn the motor over. And then I was able to, you know, indicate with little bits of paper which port was what and what the piston was and all this sort of thing. And the teacher was so impressed by it, he wanted to keep it. And as far as I know, it's still at the high school used as a display piece, <laughs> a teaching <laughs> item. But that's how he was. You know, he could just go out and, yeah, if he wasn't too busy... Yeah, you just go and he'd help you do something. No, nah, it sounds like he was definitely inspiring. And, you know, and you look at where you're at right now and, you know, being hands-on, you know, definitely, you know, carried that on from your old boy. And it'd be that, you know, being, ra being raised right, you know. So, you know, well, was... yeah, he tried. He, he, Mum and Dad tried. I don't know. It didn't all rub off. <laughs> so is, would, would he be, uh, you talk about the Vespers, I suppose, is that where you're, fondness of the two wheels come from you like you're a bit of a two wheel no look to be honest i think i was thinking about that today i think two wheels is just is 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 in you from the start i reckon mm. um because dad he had the vespers before i was born um and then was didn't have a motorbike until i was like in the teens i think um but i always yeah always wanted motorbikes right or wrong but I remember I think I was 10 at the time and I wanted a mini bike and I ended up and all I could afford was a picture of one so I got that for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until uh, years later that we got sort of a hand-me-down kind of a genuine sort of one but uh, yeah anyway that's that's just how it was we yeah we didn't always get what we wanted, but eventually, uh, yeah, things turned out. So I remember Benny reflecting on the uh, motorbike experience in our Black Dog special episode, but just the connection that you feel on that bike that you don't feel in a car, you know, just the smells. Oh, you exactly. Know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you told yeah. it really to the sunk the message home enough for an old idiot like me to go and get a licence, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, what? What Ben said, yeah, spot on the money for sure. There's, and I've always said there, 
they're basically a freedom machine. And just you know, it can be looked at in numerous ways. But getting back to Dad, he had when I was about 15, 16, I think the first time I ever went 100 mile an hour was on the back of his Yamaha RD350. It was a, I think it was a late 70s, still air-cooled two-stroke mm. then. That was the first time I ever went 100 mile an hour was on the back of that we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's bloody beautiful. <laughs> he certainly, yeah, look, he, he certainly encouraged the, the two-wheel thing, but for me it was always there. But, just there. Um, yeah, he certainly gave Didn't us help. the opportunity to explore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, he'd be pretty thrilled to see what a blo- what you're doing with bloody four wheels and five bloody gears, mate. Yeah. Oh, he is. Look, yeah, like when we were growing up, they didn't have a lot of time because I'm one of five, I'm the eldest of five kids. Mm. So they didn't have a lot of time, a lot of money to put us, you know, all into different sports or anything. But now, no, he's he's always keen to come and watch. They when we went up to Willowbank a few years back for nostalgia meeting with the yeah. with the Ute, mum and dad came out to the drags and yeah, took the picnic lunch and yeah, they were wrapped. They really enjoyed the the time, you know. Yeah, it's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, Dave. He's also sort of mellowed over the years. He was. Yeah, when we were growing up, you know, especially being a church minister, we were sort of shown the right way to walk, so to speak. Mm. That wasn't bad. A lot of good positives have come out of that. But um, always living in Brisbane, we'd always be late for the bloody church. So it was always a race across Brisbane because we lived on the south side and the place we were going was on the north side. So it was always, always a race to to get over there. And, you know, there'd be seven of us, you know, Either Mum's R12 or the little Mazda Capella, or before that it was a little 1500 Mazda. You know, <laughs> oh geez, often getting pulled up by the cops. You know, <laughs> for speeding. Yeah, a lot of good memories anyway. Yeah, well, you sort of shared out a couple of the poetic moments that have been in the podcast, but I instantly had a flashback to me, buddy, one about XR6s and XR8s and the Catholic ministry of Ballarat, and I'm sort of sitting there going, oh, yeah. that might have been a bit harsh, that one. I still don't know how I, can, how I wear that one. Why you say by a minister was running Holly Carby, you know, and, and hot wires. <laughs> Well, that had a bit of flair back then. We we actually had a, a fairly influential, um, highly up a high up a person who was high up in the bloody church who had a um, an XD with a three fifty one in it from the factory. He'd had it from nearly new, I think, and he was a he was an American. He was a revhead too. He had to put the twin exhaust on it and everything. So all those sort of Blokes had a bit of an influence. There was a lot of revheads involved in the church at the time, which was which was good. <laughs> Pick it up somewhere, you know, sniffing it out in the lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of blokes tooling on a Tirana, or you know, if you find your buddy influences where you find them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of the better stories though was um, we were out at Sanford, which is on the north side of Brisbane. We were visiting our grandparents out there and we had to go to bloody church and 
we were I wasn't keen, but anyway, and we're running late. But out there there was a lot of dirt roads back then, and so we're in the old I think it was a VH Valiant at the time, and Dad's thinking he's um, Ari Bartman. And so we're <laughs> drifting around all these corners and then he got it a bit wrong and we ended up with the right front wheel was the only wheel up on the road and the rest of the car was sort of down like a 45-degree bank. <laughs> and that's after we walked out a guidepost or two. And, and he just, I remember him sitting in the car calmly and we're all not saying a word. And then he said, okay, just carefully climb out the top side doors. <laughs> and he just, he had to, he stayed in the car with his foot on the brake and we all, till we all got out safely. And then uh, he had to do the walk of shame back home and get the tractor to pull us out. But thankfully we missed out on church that day. So that was pretty good. <laughs> a, mate, a mate did that with my VG and dropped the front of the ditch and the ass was up in the air and I was jumping on the quarter panel to bring the <laughs> down to try and get some kind of traction while he was in reverse yeah. and when it shot out ditch yeah. it through me up the roof and I went to climb off the roof and he's opened the door and I've landed the boys but he's straight on the top of the door frame <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, not ideal no <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, no there you go. Yeah, he, he wanted to hit a post but he wouldn't he wanted to hit a white post and couldn't commit. <laughs> uh, well, you got to be careful back then, too. A lot of them were solid red gum, weren't they? Yeah, no, we found a series of new flexible ones and, you know, realised that the old VG that I bought for 100 bucks couldn't sustain any damage. So I was having a ball. He just wanted to hit <laughs> one. He just couldn't end it. I ended up putting us up into the ditch. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any any yeah. other stories there, mate? You want to share, or oh, that's look, probably about it. There's oh, there's plenty. Don't worry, we could <laughs> go on for ages. The stuff that he, you know, that he actually let it let me get away with. You know, like I took the car, the old Valiant, round the block when I was sixteen. Well, they they were out one night, him and mum, you know, yeah. and did a burnout out down the road, and then snuck it back, you know, and then another time. Took a girl I was seeing out to the drags for the day in the in the old Chrysler, and end up making it nearly all the way through to the final, and on the way home dropped her off and then took off from a set of lights and it conked out and I didn't have a clue why and I had to call him because the the thing wouldn't start and all it was was the points had closed up from all the abuse that copped through the day and I had to cut clean what I'd been doing. <laughs> But he wanted to know what time it ran. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those sort of stories. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's I'm good. sure you got plenty, but yeah. you better, uh, you better yeah, keep no, it short. We, we, I think we've, this would be the fifth interview I think we've done. So, we've, um, done yeah. we've done five nights back to back. Hey, oh, it's been a treat. You know, it's been really nice to catch some of the stories we've heard, but. You know, you're probably sick of seeing me face in your monitor. The wonders of technology makes it easy to do to do this sometimes. Yeah, no, oh, it's yeah. a good celebration, you know. So, yeah, that's it. right. And you blokes are both dads. I didn't have the, whether it's a pleasure or not, of becoming a father. But, um, yeah, I just, one little word of advice, I suppose, for the people that, that, that aren't dads maybe is... Um, you know, you you can still be a positive influence on yeah. the girl or 
guy next door, their kids or whatever you are, your nieces, nephews, whatever, you can still um hundred percent certainly a hundred yeah, good um influence on them. So fifty percent even but you're coming at to me at me at a perfect time because we hear mate Richard and having his fortieth in a week's time and um yeah, same deal, you know, he cherishes those infl- those those kids that are within his world, you know, and I mean even this old bloke who only had one daughter and she's got a pretty busy life, but you know, Clarky boys, you know, like I've got so many other little families everywhere where, you know, you've got kids to go and but he, you know, be a bit of an influence on, you know, I've got buddy listeners yeah. to our cast and I'm threatening to put elf weights on me now and make them draw me in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's those little things I found that you know, little things you mightn't think are are anything special, but as you're a kid growing up, you remember those things that others did for you, just a little bit out of their time, out of their day to to do that, take you for a ride in the car or show you something, you know, that, that yeah, certainly. Um, and I want to say too, I suppose, Bruce, I really appreciate your contribution because as we say, it was really early in the piece, but people have kind of come along with this podcast, but it was only kind of dawned on me the other day that our demographics running from kids as young as buddy, you know, seven yeah. or eight through to 75-year-old blokes, you know, like we've got such yeah. a listening community and I'm I feel a bit bloody honored and a little bit humbled by it all at times, you know. It's, it's been yeah. so but everyone's hearing these messages and hearing these stories and hearing these values reflected in amongst a pretty you know, a fun loving and, you know, crazy at times community. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh look it was great to hear um Clarky's kids there and, and that young girl you t- spoke to a few yeah. uh, episodes ago. That was awesome. Um, she went out and rehearsed her questions with Dad. I didn't know I was doing her never late eight till I sat there and saw her with her little handful of notes. It was Yeah. <laughs> she was very organized. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I got a bit of a shindig with um Baden to check in on tomorrow as well. Like and again, you know, that fits our dad thing immaculately. I was actually gonna try and get a couple of stories out of him about his old man Lloydy because yeah. it's but yeah, the other day he had the in-laws drop in and he was just a bit too busy, so we never quite got there. But, yeah, I don't know. It's good to be this guy some days. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, you's, both of you are doing a wonderful job and I'm really enjoying the um, the content. And it's and you can see how your blokes have, have developed and matured with this whole podcast game. It's uh, coming along really good and I, I wish you all the best and I hope you keep at it. Appreciate and I will get, appreciate that, mate. We'll get some. Uh, I will get some roving stories. Yeah, we'll just sing out if you if you <laughs> even if you collate some, just just sing out. We'll just hook up like this, and we can we can yep. work through it. And yeah, we'll 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 put a Bruce Howie special announcement through. That'll be fine. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Collate some moments, and we'll do it. But um. At the moment, I'm sitting here, sitting here looking at the September magazine because uh, we've got to go into the um, Skype, partly Skype studio tomorrow to do a review on it. But have you yeah, had, awesome. Had your eyes on the new one, other than the fact that you're in the Sunday session, mate? Just picked it up and flicked through it today, <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> not a bad, not a bad addition. Bruce. No, that uh, FX, FJFX was a bit of a standout. Yeah, we've got a smoking tip for us. Oh, gee, now you put me on the spot. I did have the magazine all next to me. I don't even know what I've done with it. But, uh, oh, look, 
There's certainly a couple there, but yeah, um, what's that young girl's name with that uh, green highlights? She certainly has done a very impressive job on that. Yeah. But look, anyone, any of those young people are out there having a go, they all should uh, rate a mention, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know I can't pick a felt car out of four cars, you know, so I'm trying to pick one for the year. I'm sort of, yeah, I might be a late one to vote this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, we'll wind it up. We'll give it a clap. Yeah. So we can we can edit this out. And uh, thanks again, yeah. mate. Appreciate it. Good yeah. on you. A question. A questions. Oh, right. So it's Moses here doing the roaming, Moses, or your son Chris asking you some questions about your car life, mate. Oh my, it'll take more than bloody five minutes. Oh no, that's all right. But what's your first car-related memory? When do you remember cars being cool? Because no one will deny that you're playing cars now and you're a bit of, you're passionate about them. But do you remember little Dennis? His first. His first good car, the 1956 Mark One Zephyr. Oh, no, we get to that. But the first time you looked at a car that wasn't yours as a kid and went, cars are pretty cool. Was it something to do with Pop? Pop, yeah, pop, pop working yeah, on cars, yeah, maybe? Prob- probably he didn't work on cars very often, but I really liked his purple HQ. Yeah. With a white interior. Yeah, which I ended up buying a purple HQ with white, white interior, interior, which is one of my big regretful sales. I probably should have held on to that one. And that was... Uh, Probably before that even was his HD X2 Premier Wagon. Yep. That I got to drive to Mildura when it was brand new with you little tackers in the back. So yeah. On a mattress. Yeah, no, and, there you go. But, yeah. but I suppose kid life was just life on the farm and but he kept him busy on chores and you That's know, it. not driving, much time for playing cars. Driving tractors, no, not really interested. No, no paddock bombs. Had 34 Chev sedan, <laughs> which, was, which was our family car, and obviously, um, obviously later on, uh, it sort of the rag roof sort of disintegrated, and it was, Dad bought a 47 Fleetmaster, and uh, we uh, used to drive that around the paddock. Oh, there you and go. Yeah, no, what are we getting into? And it? he sold it to my cousin for five pounds, and uh, I was, my cousin would never ever sell it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful job. Yeah. And what was your first car, Pappy? Was that a... 55. That was the 50... 56. 56 Black Mark 1 Zephyr. Yeah. yeah. And then we had a range of Zephyrs from then on. We had probably seven or eight of them, I guess. Yeah. But I never ever had a Mark Three, which I always wanted. Oh, I had one, but... Yeah, we bought one for about 50 bucks or 20 bucks never or something. Picked it up. Never picked it up. Mm-hmm. There's a, I was thinking there's a 34 Chev too, maybe still sitting in Japan, and a bloody agricultural shed that we never went and picked up. 34 Chev. We bought one full of chooks on a family road trip. I don't remember. You don't remember the black 34 Chev sitting in an ag shed with chooks fucking shitting all over the back seat? No. No, that was one that we decided we were getting and never went back for. I was only young back then, though. Really? Yeah. Where do you reckon it was? Japarrot. 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 I've always remembered it being in Japarrot. Still there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to find the bloody shed, mate. I was a little tacker then. That was before you and I were bloody stalking Chevs. 34 Chev. Sedan. No, I don't remember. No, there you go. Uh, well, what's uh, what's the favourite car you've owned? This is going to be an interesting one, mate, because uh, 
I've got a few bloody precious memories of a few cars that you've owned, but what would if you had to work out what the favourite one, if you could tie it all back to one car? The favourite car was probably the A9, LX A9X, yeah. I think. I think, you know. Yeah, no. And bought it brand new, and uh, I didn't drive it that much. Uh, mother drove it more than I did. Mother's daily, yeah, running the kids to school and yeah. bloody all that stuff. <laughs> sort of half thinking whether that was the spell that sparked the uh, change up. My second favourite car was the HJ GTS or HJ Monaro. The green one. The green one with the black that we couldn't drive because it didn't have power steering. Yeah, yeah mum, mum couldn't drive us around. We only had it about three months. Geez, it was a basic 253 yeah. T-bar, yeah. IYJ475, where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, we go on to uh, current cars, mate. I know you've had a bit of a clean out. There's not too many laying around here. Not too many, so we could probably rattle off the bloody ones that have moved out of here in the last month. Last month we've sold a VS Commodore Ute. We've sold two Golf R's, one manual, one automatic, and the manual was a rare two-door. R32. Uh, R32. Yeah. They're both R32s. And... Uh, and my split-screen combi's gone to a beautiful home in Ballarat. Yeah. Yeah. Restored. The old, restored. The old PGSG combi. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. 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 Now, been a long time. We go into events. Been a long time since uh, you've been to rod runs and stuff, but definitely we bump into each other at cars and coffee events. Yeah, that's it. That's you it. Yeah. I'll still see you get out in a little bit. So the next plan is to try and find an EH holding. Yeah. So if you're hearing of anybody looking for, got one, we've got one in Ballarat that we're going to try and look at tomorrow. Yeah. Rusty one. But, well, but we'd like an EH, preferably a standard. Preferably a standard. 149 manual. Yeah, now we're actually looking, we've still got the 58 Beetles. 57. 57. Beetle, yeah. What's its future, mate? Uh, see the, yeah. the good motors come out of it. Uh, probably going to put an original engine in it so yeah. and drive it. And know? drive it, yeah. Yeah. So I found the original engine, supposedly Rico, but I'll pull it apart and check it out, and slip it in and put it back to its original six volt. Yeah, 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 no, it's a good car though. It's yeah, very yeah, tough. Yeah. The old original patina and stuff. 1971 Rego label. It's never had rain on it since 1971. That car. Yeah, there you go. And I suppose the other current car is the one that we'll probably have to arm wrestle over at some point, this bloody um, Corvette. We'll share this Corvette. <laughs> yeah, until um, one of us wins Powerball. <laughs> 65 Corvette. Yeah. Right-hand drive. Right-hand drive. We're doing a little bit of work to it, and uh, we should have it on the road in a month, possibly. A month registered and roadworthy. A month would be lovely, and I'll announce to our listeners, the old boy's a bit bloody pedantic when it comes to crossing all the T's and everybody, dotting all the everybody I's. Everybody says that. But everyone knows I'm a bit loose too, and leave a few bloody T's uncrossed and a few I's not dotted. So yeah, well, It'll be uh, perfect when it walks out of here. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Looking forward to the first roll of the cafe on a Sunday morning. And then we might even have to look <coughs> at engineering it to lower it a bit. That's it, because, yeah, she's a little bit proud right now. Don't mind the back, but we're not very happy with the front. No. And the back sets down when you move it, because the independent rear, it drops about 50 mil, but the front just stays where it is. Yeah. 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 No. Bit high. We'll get on to that one, mate. Yeah. Well, I think we've kind of covered. Oh, yeah. Regretful sale. Are we going to put that down to maybe the A9X should have stayed in the possession? Absolutely. Yeah. At the time, we had no money and we're trying to buy another house, and that's the only reason we sold it. You know? 
and probably got ended up with the worst VB Commodore in fucking Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I think I've mentioned that car before, but it had a horrible end, and yeah, dear yeah, friend passed got, away. Then we got a VC country pack. 310 country pack, yeah. the red one, which was a very nice car. I won't hear a bad word about that red VC. Yeah. That was a beautiful car. Ah, yeah. yeah uh, that redeemed that silver VB. That's and sure. a 310 country pack that's now the rarest car to buy. Four-wheel discs, Salisbury rear end, only a 253, not a 5-litre, but a manual. It was a great car. A and great an L car. model. L. Yeah, an L. Yeah, yeah so yeah. the base model with the cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a goodie, mate. All right, mate. Uh, well, we're only seven and a half, eight minutes. Uh, we've got some words of wisdom to tack on the end, mate, because you and I have sort of ran a business together and we've kept ourselves pretty much in check. And, you know, but ourselves in float. What yeah. sort of wis- words of wisdom would you pass on to people just to take into their future, mate? Well, I wouldn't pass anything on to anybody, but I would pass something on to my son, Christopher, Moses McCready. Yeah, right. That maybe they've got a free... TAFE course at the moment on nights where uh, you could do seven nights of mechanical aptitude oh, there you to go. learn how to diagnose problems in motor vehicles. Oh, that sounds all right, mate. Running it via our local and, TAFE? Or? Yeah, our local TAFE, and it's advertised last night, and it's free. Oh, there you go. And some of the best <coughs> mechanics in Ballarat will be there at nights, uh, 7.30 till 9.30. Yep. And give you some basics. Yeah, I like that, mate. I better get some details. <laughs> no, all good, Dad. Thanks for taking the time. I know I just sprung it on you. This is pretty much how I interviewed Worm too, but you get that. So yeah. this one's uh, going to be our Father's Day release. So you know, happy Dad's Day, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> all good. Cheers, buddy. Moses out. Well, there you go. Welcome back to the studio. Uh, that's our Father's Day recap. Yep. Hopefully, well, if people are listening to it on uh, Father's Day, hopefully you're having a good day with yeah. the family, beers, lunch, whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, I think the way Peter went into it and uh, apologised to his dad for writing off the P76, mate, there's a fair chance he's going to make sure his dad listens to it. So <laughs> if your dads don't get around Spotify, maybe sit down and listen to the podcast with them because, yeah, I mean, a lot of those stories have got different morals, I guess, and different outcomes, but, you know, we've all got the same bloody scenario, really. You know, your dad's your dad. So That's right. Nah, right. To all so, never anyway, like. hope, hopefully people got something out of it. So to all our never late fathers, happy Father's Day. And thanks to all our uh, contributors to this episode. It was uh, good to chat to some of these people and put um, actual faces to the names or the Instagram names or, or whatever. So um, we, we did record most of them with um, with uh, video on Skype, so it was good. Yeah, and as we often say too, you know, we'll have to have you back, we'll have to have you back, we'll have to have you back. Like everyone we speak to, we seem to want to tap mm. into a bit more, but, you know, quite happy to just put the hours in if people are happy to bloody chat and be amongst it. So, no, it's been great. And again, thank, <laughs> thanks heaps, mate, for your work in the background between the editing and getting it through, but just sitting there ready to go 8 o'clock every night, it's been great. So. Well, I don't really do much else. <laughs> Once the kids are in bed, I'm usually watching television. So. Yeah, well, there you go, kids. Buddy, go and give, go and give, buddy, AO a hug. Happy Father's Day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll sign off and uh, enjoy. Thanks, Ebs. <laughs>